Wipe Your Lens podcast aims to inspire and empower working moms, helping them find fulfillment and purpose and confidence through their photography side hustle. Whether you're just starting out or seeking guidance to take your existing photography business to the next level, this podcast will be your trusted companion, providing guidance and encouragement every step of the way. So get ready to unleash your creativity, embark on entrepreneurship while capturing beautiful moments with the blessings of strong faith, family, motherhood, and business ownership. So go charge those camera batteries, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and your pen and paper, and let's get started. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to Wipe Your Lens Podcast with Kim Stewart. We are on episode nine, how to prepare for a smooth photo session. So, well, first of all, welcome back to those who have listened to the, what is it, eight other podcast episodes that I've had. And for those that are new, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. So again, this is episode nine, how to prepare for a smooth photo session. So when I first got started in photography, I would go to Pinterest for all my inspiration. I would just go to Pinterest and put in the search, what type of photo shoot I'm doing, whether it's a couple's shoot or a family shoot. And I would get all my poses from Pinterest. And of course, that's a ton of poses that I would save and think that I'm going to do on each session. And of course, I couldn't get to everything because everything was like this dramatic pose that was just so cool and epic. And of course, let me tell you, in reality, all of your poses are not going to be these epic poses, not each one for a photo session. It's not going to happen. So I always tell my clients that I work hard to be prepared for their session before, during, and after every single session because beforehand there's so many things that we have to do as a photographer to get prepared and to be confidently going into that photo shoot knowing what you're going to do and during because you have to hit or try to get all the poses that you put together and thought about and then after because there's so much editing and Really, it's just editing that goes on after that. And that's the fun part. I like editing. So technically, um, posing, well, first let me say, I have a list of things to prepare you for a smooth photo session. It's not in any particular order. So let me just start. Start with when a client books you, get a client questionnaire to them. It helps so much when you know just all the information that you need for this um, client. I used to use Google Forms because they're free. Google Forms, um, you could put in all the questions that you want, they can answer them, you can say whether a question is required or not. I use Google Forms, I now have a CRM, which is a client relationship management system that I could put all that in and it just gets emailed back to me and it's really nice and easy. I will put that in the show notes what I use is called Iris Works, and um, there is a fee. So if you're not getting a lot of clientele in right now, you may not want to use that fee because you want your um, your photography business to pay for that. But if you're just starting out, use Google Forms. It's free. It's easy, and then move up to using Iris Works for your CRM. It will make for a nice, smooth workflow and everything. So going back to the questionnaire. So I sent out a questionnaire to all my clients that book me and it has the basics, your name, your phone number, your address, 
uh, email address and what type of photo session they're wanting. What are they celebrating, if anything? Are there any specific dates that are coming up that you're celebrating something? Um, what else do I ask? Uh, what are their expectations? What are their preferences? Any must-have shots that they want? Anything that I need to edit out, like if they have a scar or some type of birthmark that they don't want shown. Um, I ask for the number of participants in the shoot and their names and their ages. And the only reason why I ask for ages, I do, I mean, the older couples and people, I really don't need their ages, but it helps me know which child is which if I know there's their ages. If you just say, oh, it's going to be Cam, Mikey, you know, whoever, I don't know which one is which if there's a few boys and a few girls that are young. Um, again, I ask the specific shots that they want. Um, is there anything that I need to know? Because sometimes it'll be a blended family and sometimes the mom will kind of direct that she wants pictures with her kids or, you know, and the husband wants pictures with his kids or something like that. And they don't tell me, and that would just be helpful if they tell me it's okay. Um, is there anything that they want to remember about the shoe and I always like to learn their names the kids names the adults names that are in the photo shoot because it just helps things go a little bit smoother when I'm directing or trying to pose them if I you know talk to them using their name it feels a little bit more comfortable all right so two again this is in no order scout the location if you've never been there and that's another thing in the client questionnaire I ask what is your preferred location and I'll even put a list studio I have a home studio where we can do indoor and outdoor shots the beach and I tell them which beach front we're going to which beach um, I have different parks on there that I'm used to shooting at I try to give them places that I have been so that I'm familiar with the place and it makes it easier for me so going to the Second tip is scout the location. If it's a place that you've never been before and they really want that location because it's near and dear to their hearts, you need to scout the location. You need to either, if it's far away, you need to go there maybe an hour early just to scout the location, familiarize yourself with the different places that you want to shoot at and just kind of do a walkthrough. Or you could go a little bit early or go a couple days beforehand and just scout the location. I'd also suggest that if it's a park, <laughs> this has happened to me before, if it's a park, especially in the summertime or whenever, go on their website to see if they have an event going on. Because I've had a photo shoot, or I was gonna have a photo shoot at a park up the street from um, where I live and I just happened to ride past the park like a couple days beforehand. I wasn't going to scout the location because I've been there before. But they had all these banners up that that weekend they were having some type of art festival. And that would have not been a good place to shoot at during the art festival, of course. So luckily around the corner from that park is another, it's like a gardens area that we ended up shooting at. And it was nice. All right. The next tip I have is to, of course, check and clean your equipment beforehand. Check 
to make sure that your memory cards have been um, cleared, that your batteries have been charged, that your, the batteries, if you're using a flash, have been charged. If you need any um, lenses that need to be clean, make sure you clean them. Any props, I used to love props a lot. I still like props, but I used to make so many props because of my um, habit of going to Pinterest all the time. I made all the props and all the little chalkboard props and signs and all these type things. So I'd have all that ready and I have a nice little wagon, especially if we're on the beach, have a nice little wagon with all my props and all my equipment in it. Um, but definitely clean your lenses before every shoot. Next, pack all the necessary gear and of course props. So I guess that goes together um, based on the shooting requirements or what your clients have said. Like one time, my well all the time my clients will say, I'll ask them too in the client questionnaire, like is there anything, I tell them I love props, so if there's something that's near and dear to your heart that you want to include into your session, please bring it. I've had somebody bring like balloons that say their age on it, um, and I've had somebody bring a picture of their um, loved ones that have maybe passed on that they wanted to include in the shot. They had a frame. So when my clients say that they're, or tell me that they're going to bring something, I ask them what it is that they're bringing, like the day before I I send them a message to remind them to bring it because they will forget. They're busy. They're getting their hair and makeup done, getting their outfits out. They're busy. So try to remind them if you can what it is that they said that they're going to bring to make sure that they bring it. Because sometimes clients forget. And one time when my client forgot the numbers for her birthday, I felt so bad because those numbers are not cheap. So I told her, you know, she didn't live too far from where we were shooting from. Told her I'd follow her home. It was like just maybe seven minutes away. And I would um, take some pictures of her in front of her house with those numbers because I felt bad. So um, next, of course, charge your batteries and bring extra batteries. Cre and the next one is really important. Create a shot list. Whether you go on to Pinterest, I'm not mad at you and it's no shame to go on to Pinterest and just get a few ideas of inspiration. You're never going to be able to recreate a whole pose just the same way that they have it. Make it your own. Make it different. Creating a shot list and planning the shots that you want to capture during the shoot will just save you so much time. And it does not have to be long. Trust me, if you have a 30 minute or one hour shoot you're only going to get in a few poses. And with those poses, you should create different angles to that pose. I always shoot or have my families or couples pose a certain way. And then I tell them, hold that shot. And I'll shoot portrait, landscape, like full body, and then across so that, you know, it's kind of like half of their body. And then I'll come in at a different direction or a different angle scoot back, whatever it is, to keep them there for a minute so they're just not moving around all, all over the place. That's why I have my client, poor clients moving around all to get these Pinterest photos in, and that doesn't work. And it makes for everyone feeling kind of um, not uncomfortable, but it's not smooth and it's not flowing. So create a shot list. This is what I do. If it's a couple or even a family, uh, have them do a nice pose, the perfect pose that they may want to put on their wall. Make them pose all together, and I actually pose them. And I tell them, because it feels awkward when you're posing 
um, constantly posing your clients because they feel fake or they feel kind of awkward. So that first pose, even in weddings, that first pose, I want them to pose that perfect shot to go on the walls or whatever. So they're posing, they're all looking at the camera. Wonderful. And I'll go, you know, do the portrait landscape. So it's full body, then half body. And I'll come close and kind of draw back a little bit. Whatever, we got that. So next, now we're going to have a little fun. I tell them those are the practice shots. I try to tell them these are the practice shots. They're going to, you know, we're just warming up. Next, I say something like, okay, I want you guys to walk towards me. But you're not looking at the camera. You're talking with each other, so it's a little bit more candid. You're talking to each other, you're laughing, somebody tell a joke, so they do that, and then I'll say, okay, stop, all right, pose right there and look at me, and uh, point at or look at the funniest person of the group, you know what I mean, the one that cracks the best jokes or whatever it is, and then they're laughing, feeling good, now everybody's loosened up, and I might tell them, okay, now walk away from me, maybe hold hands. And then just go from there, whatever your shot list is. I guess I should tell you how I do my shot list, but it kind of, I think of those things, something simple so that it can flow. If it's a couple, of course, I have them hold each other, kiss, come in for a kiss and kind of come in with a little smile like your teeth are going to kiss because when people are puckered up doing the fish lips, it just does not look that good. Some people just do it anyway, even though you tell them to try to, just come in close with your teeth and it feels awkward, but it looks so much better. Um, so we'll go back to the shot list. So next is set your camera settings. When you get there early on the location, adjust your camera settings. Before I even leave home, I put the camera settings in that I know that it may be so that I'm close to where I need to be. Like say I had a beach session the other day I knew that we'd be outside and it's going to be bright. So I knew I'd want my ISO at 100 and um, it was how many people? I think it was five people in that shot. So I put my um, F stop to, I believe, four. And then I put my shutter speed on 250. So I know that, you know, this is around the how it should be metered. It was I off, I don't even remember, but it was close to where I wanted to have. And then once I got there, I adjusted how I needed to. And then even once my clients got there, because remember I got there early, I still needed to adjust because the sun is going down by this time. All right. And the next tip is have a backup plan. For example, be prepared for unexpected situations. Now I live in Florida and it's always raining in the summertime. It may rain for 10 minutes, but then it stops and it's nice and sunny again. But what I did is I bought some really, well, I bought a really cute umbrella. It's kind of, it's not really fashionable, but it's clear. So one time when it was raining on my client and I, I took this umbrella out. She had an umbrella, but she, I gave her my umbrella that was clear and cool looking. And we had a fun time with it. And they looked awesome in the shots. I have, I just bought this. It's like an umbrella for your camera. It goes on the hot shoe plate, like where your flash goes into. And I haven't used it yet. I just bought it because I just found out about that. And I thought it was pretty cool too. But before that, like the day that it started raining when I had that client with that used my clear umbrella, I have this 
it's like a bag you probably have seen it before and you probably have one so when it rains you put your um your camera into this bag that's waterproof and it has a clear screen on the back so you can see your viewfinder when you take a picture and it has like this part where you could put your arms on both sides into the bag so you're holding the camera the camera's in the bag and then it has a hole in the front for you to put your lens through and it's so bulky and it's so big and it's not comfortable I use it and I can use it but I'd rather use that little umbrella I think that'll be cool so I can't wait to actually use it hopefully I won't have to because I don't want to even risk getting my camera wet but one day I will be able to and another way to have a backup plan like I said how that park had the art festival going on have a backup plan know where the other parks are in the area if you have to go there or sometimes I have gone to the beach before and the parking was so tight and so packed and so full that we had to park across the street so I didn't mind that and my client didn't either until they said it was uh, a parking lot that was charging us like ten dollars to go park in their parking lot to go to the beach where the parking is free across the street so no we didn't even do it we ended up going somewhere else so I had a backup plan and we didn't actually go there and that just means to me that the beach was full and it's nothing like trying to edit photos and edit people out of the background of your clients in their photos like not one time but multiple times because they're moving and you try to get a shot where there's not a lot of people behind them otherwise you're just editing a lot of people out and that takes more time and you don't want that so we had a backup plan and we went to a nearby park that was still still near the water but wasn't as busy all right so so that's just another reason for you to arrive early so you can see what's going on so the next tip would be to maintain communication with your clients. Keep in touch with them leading up to the shoot to confirm all the details and the address of the location that you're going to go to. Um, and ask them if they have any last minute questions or concerns. And what I usually do is give them a one week reminder and then I'll give them a three day reminder and then a day before reminder. And my clients always say, thank you so much for the communication. I know that they put it in their calendars and stuff, but giving them that communication, it just makes them know that I'm always available for them. If they need anything, if they have any questions, comments, or concerns, they just open up a little bit more about anything. Now, most of my clients are referrals, meaning I know them through somebody, but a lot of them are not. My Lately, I've been getting a lot of beach session clients that are out-of-towners that have found me on Google and um, they don't know me so communicating with them like that just makes them feel more comfortable because they're not even from here I could be just some random but they know I'm not but communicating with them helps and maintains or makes for a very smooth session so back to my shot list that I said I was going to share with you. So when I have a family, I'll do the whole family together. Like I said, I'll have them pose all together and make it look nice, beautiful pose that they could put up somewhere. Always make sure that the family's somewhat touching and just looks very natural and um, they look good. And then I'll do mom with the kids and then dad with the kids and then the kids together. And then the kids individually 
and then I'll do just mom and dad together. And I love doing couple poses because sometimes they'll be like, this is the first time we kissed all week or in two weeks or something like that because they're busy. They got these little kids. And then I bring the family all back together um, for some fun shots. I love doing like a jump up in the air shot on three, jump on, on three, jump in the air. The kids love that. And it's a nice like grand finale, like, oh, we're done. They feel great. And then, of course, before I get done, I always ask, are there any other must-have shots that you want? Even though I've asked this in the questionnaire and they maybe already told me and we did it, or they don't have any, they say, I trust you. Um, and by that time, I've done so many shots that I they always are like, yeah, I think you actually got it all, you know? So that's my shot list in a nutshell. And with that, you could do so many things. With uh, mom and dad, I have her stand kind of behind him have them come in for a kiss. I have them look at each other. Um, I have uh, the kids when they're all together, make them laugh a little bit, like who's the funniest, who um, is the one that gets in the most trouble, you know what I mean? And have them, I'll say, just look at the, the brother or sister that gets in the most trouble or which one talks too much or not talks too much. That's not nice. But which one makes the best jokes or something like that. And uh, they have fun with that. If they're teenagers, they're kind of more cool and I have to come up with other things for them. But the ones with the families together, I have them walk away, hold hands, walk towards me, walk towards me without looking at the camera. Um, and again, like I said, the last ones I have them either jump on, jump up in the air or if dad uh, has the kids on his back or on their neck, have them do something fun like that. And it's usually just like a relief, not a relief, but a relief that all is well and all went well for their photo shoot. So that's it for today. I'm so glad you got to listen and I hope that this helps. My prayer is always that I hope that this just helps one person out. So your comments, your reviews, your DMs and your messages to me on Instagram. Yes, all your messages have just been so inspiring and I love it. And like I said, I pray for that. I ask God, like, let this just help one person out and it will be a blessing. So you guys have blessed me with all your comments. And if you like this episode, please go ahead and Leave a comment, leave a five-star review and a rating. Uh, um, thank you. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Wipe Your Lens. I hope you found it insightful and inspiring. Remember, as a working mom with a passion for photography, you have the power to capture incredible moments and build a purposeful business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay tuned on future episodes filled with even more valuable content. If you enjoyed this episode, I truly appreciate it if you could leave a review and share the podcast with other moms who aspire to turn their love for photography into a rewarding career. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams, wiping your lens, and capturing the world through your unique perspective. You got this, sis.